how's everybody doing after that <laughs> y'all still y'all still breathing y'all still here have a sec to calm down uh that was uh that was a wild wild game rj that's that's all i can say about it thanks everybody for joining us here on emerald city hockey's post game live presented by queen anne beer hall oh boy this must have been an interesting game for all the folks down at the queen anne beer hall <laughs> all the goals oh, yeah. going on and then the overtime finish there but uh rj i mean Kraken, they were able to win it, but wasn't pretty. No, certainly wasn't. I mean, this was an ugly game from the Kraken's perspective. They played down to their opponent. Uh, shouldn't have ever been this close, but you know what? Sometimes good teams find a way to pick up two points, even when it's not pretty. And that's exactly what the Kraken did tonight. Uh, you know, that's what I was saying at second intermission. Just you're making a lot of mistakes. It's bad. But if at any point, you want to get things together. The two points are right there for the taking, and they're absolutely huge when you look at the standings right now. Uh, this is the time of year where those they seem like they mean a lot more than just two points. You know what I mean? And uh, this was another. This was a good one for them. Pretty similar to the last game against the Blues in the sense that you're playing this team that you know on paper you're better than them. I think just watching it was pretty visible. Kraken, as you said, also on Twitter had the talent advantage. Like it was obvious, um, but you know, you're, te- you're playing a team that was selling off guys on that team seem pretty motivated tonight from the Red Wings, just like the blues were and the Kraken, they just allow themselves to make mistakes that are so costly. Like they just, when they make mistakes, like, like they should just be a commercial. Like I don't always make mistakes, but when I do, the other team scores a goal. That should be the slogan <laughs> for this team because that's really what it's what it's turned into for the Seattle Kraken. But I'm just I'm so happy that they were able to get the two points. They, for the most part of the game, they had earned the two points. So I was happy that they finally kind of came away with it. Uh, DJ and Tay with the super chat here to kick us off. A tiger can't change its stripes, and apparently the Kraken defense can't change their mental errors. At least they found a way to win. Very good summary for this one uh, right there that's that's what this was i mean that's it's entirely what it was because today the mistakes that were made were basically all defensive yeah exactly and they're the exact type of things that we've noticed for a long time uh with i guess an extra dash of of not guarding screening players right in front of the net that's not always the issue it's popped up a lot but man was that the problem tonight yeah oh my gosh that one in particular uh which which one was it uh it was the wallman goal that, that last goal for Detroit where you just have Borgen and Alexiak. It was one of their bad games, I guess. And uh, they just left left somebody. I don't remember which which uh, Red Wing it was, but just completely in front of Grubauer. That picture you posted on Twitter was perfect because you can see Grubauer has to leave so much of that net exposed to try to see around the screen. I mean, it, it was just – it was absolutely brutal – pretty inexcusable uh you look at like some of the other ones the the bergen goal like that one you know everybody's kind of in the right spot they just don't really they don't really stop the pass and they don't really pick up his stick jones is also like somewhere (laughs) very very far away from where he needed to be um but like that one there was at least like okay there was like a defensive effort there you have one defender bodying somebody up the other defenders trying to get across you have geeky the center back trying to help he's just not taking the stick like but there's like effort and people are in positions there and then you just get beat but like that wallman one that's just you're just ignoring uh a, a pretty big problem 
And skating away from him, too. I mean, really, just parting the seas I saw it described as. That's exactly what it was. And yeah, Grubauer had to kind of look around him. I got a question on Twitter uh, that I didn't have time to answer before the game ended, though, of like why he chooses to look around the defender and kind of leave so much of the net open. Vision is so important for NHL goalies. Like, generally, if you can see it, you can stop it. But um, you have to make sure you see where that puck is coming to at least give yourself a chance. If you don't yeah. look around him and you don't see anything, then you're just, it's a pure luck that it, it hits you or it doesn't. You're better off even leaving a little bit more of the net open because goalies also are quick enough. Generally, you can get a hand over there or something right. uh, if you do see the puck coming there. Yeah, yeah. You'll see if you can see the release of the shot. Like that's what so much of goaltending is. You listen to any interviews with goaltenders, so much of it has to do with them being able to see the release of the shot uh, because that can tell them so much about if it's high, if it's low, which direction it's going, all that kind of stuff. So it is a much, it's a much better idea to try to lean around the guy. And yeah, I mean, it just, I mean, just think about it, everybody, right? Like, what do you, what do you have a better chance of stopping it? If you can see it, probably like, this is kind of the way it is. Yeah. But uh, yeah, if you can, if you can also zero in on the release that that'll give you a lot of information that you need to know some positives though, on the Kraken side of things, and then I'll hop into chat. And that is that, uh, you know, Jared McCann exists and uh, Oliver Bjorkstrand exists. Those are pretty great <laughs> positives for the Seattle Kraken. Very much so, man. It, you could see a lot of Jared McCann existing in this game and, and thriving, really, uh, with that shot that he has. I mean, he was feeling it, absolutely feeling it tonight. Um, on that path, just trying to get 30. He was very close to the first period hat trick, which would have been his 30th of the season. Uh, but he was still around the puck pretty much all game after that, too. Yeah, absolutely. They were both solid. I mean, oh, man, that McCann, so close to the first period Hattie. So yeah. close. Just just roofed it a little bit too high on that last one there. Uh, a couple more uh, super chats here. Gary, happy cracking day to all who observe. Let's go. Uh, thank you, Gary. Happy cracking day to you as well. Cracking 2 and 0 all time on cracking day. I know, I know. It's pretty great. And then got got a super chat here from Brian. It's great to see you again, Brian. Hope everything's been well with you. Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor or when the Finns invaded Wounded Knee? No, it was over in overtime on Kraken Day. Missed you all. We missed you too, Brian. What a great, what a great way to come back to with the uh, with the awesome speech from the end of Animal House there. Uh, yeah, I mean that's that's just the that's just the bottom line. It's Kraken. They hung in there. They found a way to win, and and they did it. And uh, yep. like I said. Thankfully, Oliver Bjorkstrand exists. <laughs> he sure does. And yeah, so great to have you back, Brian, here. Awesome message. I mean, coming back in style. I, mm -hmm. I expected nothing less from you, though. Although I, the Finns would never do something like that. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, they're, they're too clever. Uh, CR Bud <laughs> with the super chat. Uh, so with the D troubles, why not try Megna? Uh, this feels like a game in which, you know, tomorrow we might see Magna potentially uh, just because of everything and the fact that you had to use both your goalies today, the day before another hockey game. That's, we'll get into that later too. I'm trying to keep it positive because like we did win, but there was some worrying aspects of this one as well. <laughs> Super chat here from Patrick. Back into the third. Uh, back into third. Uh, glad we got the full two points. Not sure if you're doing a special tomorrow, but think we are making any last minute moves, Canner. So let's let's talk about those those last minute moves. I mean, we, we got two of them right there. One. Do you think Magna uh, cycles in? Yeah, I, I think 
I don't know. I, I think, yeah, maybe we do see Megan in the lineup. It's tough to see, like, you know, if, if he's going in for, like, Susie or whatever. A lot of the problems were on the Dunn-Larson pair, and yeah. you know neither of those guys is getting scratched. So I, I do wonder. I, I wouldn't be su- fully – I wouldn't be surprised to see Magnus uh, slot in, but I'd say it's maybe less than 50% chance yeah. personally. But yeah. I, I, I do think he was, I was meeting last week. Yeah, I was just going to say, I think yeah. that's probably what he meant, and I just well, – I didn't pick up on it. Uh, Last-minute trades. I mean, do you, do you think we see anything? Just about everybody else in this divisional play off race has made some pretty big moves rj crack another one team to stand pat although things are starting to turn around for them i mean they're getting wins now at least but they're not pretty do you do you think the kraken you know kind of have to do something here or is it just still let's just ride it out i think most likely scenario they don't do anything before the deadline's up i wouldn't be shocked to see something minor you know maybe a mid-round pick for uh, you know a depth center something like that i don't know but uh yeah i'm not expecting anything big from ron francis tomorrow and really i don't i want to keep it positive but like looking (laughs) at this team and how they've been playing i don't blame him for looking at that and think this is not the year to load up yeah i i i've i'm around to that too i think all the pieces that i really kind of wanted are gone uh, if you weren't going to be able to get like a Ryan O'Reilly to help with the faceoff issues this, you know, this season, then don't make that move. If you weren't able to get a Jacob Chikrin who can help you this year and in the future, then don't make a move. So I, I don't think they're going to be doing anything. Uh, JMG, do you, uh, do you see Drieger replacing Jones down the stretch? Another super chat here. Thank you, JMG. Thank you. Jules got another one. We'll hit up next. Thanks everybody with, for the super chats already. Yeah, today. This this is awesome. great. Uh, but do you think uh, Drieger will replace Jones down the stretch, RJ? Uh, we're, we're still a ways out from that. Drieger's got to get healthy. He's got to, you know, fully healthy and back into game shape. I know he's playing games with the Firebirds, but you know, you talk about the end of March, if Drieger looks good with Coachella Valley and the way Jones is playing, I wouldn't be surprised to see a goalie competition there, uh, you know, at the end of March for the backup spot. Grubauer, I think, is, you know, pretty clearly the starter at this point. But uh, yeah, I, it's going to be something to watch. That's for sure. Yeah, I, I, I think... I think it's 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 seeming inevitable. Martin Jones is still struggling and it's not even like, oh, he's struggling with just like one thing, like, oh, his glove is a little off right now. Like, no, it's everything from like lateral mobility to just being leaky to just I mean, just just a couple of these were again, he just gets beat like there's no excuse like that first goal, um, the the Ben Chirac goal, like he just got beat there. Like, there's no excuse for that one, really. You know what I mean? It wasn't that, it wasn't moving that fast across. Like, I don't know. I, I just think he's struggling. You look at the other one where he, he's just so aggressive on that um, uh, Bergeron goal. Like, he just doesn't stop his momentum. He's yeah. sliding to one side. He's, he's squared up the entire way, but he lets himself just continue to slide right. too and much. It, and then he's out. Yeah. Right. But is that because he's, he's pushing off and he's trying to play so high up in the crease? Like, that, that, these, the play is in close. Like you got to be like to where you can use the post and the post would stop you from sliding in that situation. Right. Yeah. That's right. True. I, <laughs> so playing that really aggressively, like that was an insanely aggressive thing to do. I just, I don't know. I think that there was a reason Hackstall pulled him there. I know part of that was also to send the message to the team as a whole, like let's stop giving away leads yep. here. Uh, <laughs> but I think part of it was also just because Jones didn't have it tonight either. And the bottom line is last like, three times we've seen Jones start a game he hasn't had it and that's a problem that's definitely worrisome a super chat from Jules like I said happy days got to watch the game with my dad tonight feel like an overtime win is a win uh for my dad and I well I'm very happy to hear that Jules I hope you both had a fantastic time watching the game together and I'm glad that you were able to get the win tonight watching the game together 
and then Leanne as well with the big super <laughs> chat here. I needed Dramamine for this game. What a ride. 29 for 29. Yay, Jared. Thank you very much, Leanne. Very much appreciate it. And again, I'm telling you, RJ, Jared McCann existing. It's pretty good all the way around. Oh, for sure. And I'm sure we got a bunch of comments in here, too, about maybe two of Jared McCann existing would be even better if you could clone yes. him. But uh, thank you so much, Leanne, for the super chat. I mean, following along with this ride, you got McCann in your little photo there. I mean, that's yep. he's playing great right now. We talked about this uh, last post game saying, oh, he's flirting with 30 goals, maybe mm -hmm. sooner than we thought. Um, and I know we, we sounded like, oh, 40 is probably out of the question. But hey, he keeps scoring two every game. He'll be there in no time. I was going to say, McDavid's proving you can do that. If you just decide to, you can just score two goals a game forever, apparently. Um, but yeah, happy happy for McCann. Um, bust through, get you know new, new career high for him and showing no signs of slowing down anytime soon either. Uh, just absolutely fantastic from him. All right, let's. right, I'll try to speed run here through some, some comments. Uh, we'll try to get through some of these really quick here. Tammy kicking us off with the Bjorki. I mean, I just, oh, I love him so much, RJ. I love that he's finally scoring. All of his effort is being rewarded. It's fantastic. Habak, I almost passed away. The Kraken are responsible for my future therapy. <laughs> I'll make sure to pass along the, the bill. Uh, well, that was more stressful than it needed to be from TJ and Tay. It was, it was, that's it, a good way of kind of putting this game, actually. Michael, I really hate the Red Wings. Grew up an Avs fan and I still love seeing them lose. I think anybody who's ever been a fan of another team in the Western Conference, if you go back a little while, uh, feels the same. <laughs> that's just the way it I is. I remember the Red Wings Sharks days. It wasn't always fun. Yeah, no, it wasn't always. It was basically never. Uh, the boys. Boys remain undefeated on Kraken Day from Lindsay there. I know. It's, it's, let's just keep it rolling every year. I think every year, though, they should stop all the other games. And the Kraken should just play one other team, only game of the day. You know what I mean? Like, let's let's really make this a celebration. Is that too hard to do, Batman? Come on. You've kept a franchise in Arizona all these years. I don't know if I like that pressure. <laughs> just nah, stay under the radar like Jared McCann. <laughs> all right uh ty ah uh, exhale but man that was ugly it's it wasn't clean <laughs> that felt like a must win love to know why jones started first game of back-to-back -back and detroit is better than columbus from burnt creme i do have a theory here rj do you okay. think that hackstall wanted grubauer to kind of have the easier game just to really be like a hundred percent solid again or Possibly. or is this like a career splits thing I, well, I, I looked at the career splits, as I always do. Um, it, it was pretty close. Grubauer is um, actually pretty good against Detroit, so I don't know. But what if you look at recent play, though, recent run of play, I think you can make the argument that right right now, Columbus is the better team. Yeah, maybe. They've, they've done better in their last few games than Detroit had. Detroit just lost two ugly games to Ottawa. They look terrible tonight. I mean, just really, yeah. really bad tonight. I, yeah. I thought that the Red Wings were just awful in a lot of ways. The fact that they let the Kraken hang in and win this game, I don't know. So I, I, I would think that maybe you could even make an argument Detroit's the worst team, and so you try and give the worst team to Jones. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, it, it kind of goes with what I've been talking about for a little while, at least at least just the two of us, which is the bottom teams in this league right now have all decided they don't want Connor Bedard, apparently, because they're all winning. The Ducks are winning. The Blackhawks are finding ways of winning. Arizona's winning a lot of games like the, the, none of them want to want to lose games right now. And Columbus is right in there. They're also probably just getting healthy. So much of what's mm -hmm. plagued the Blue Jackets this season has just been injuries. Uh, so, yeah, but I got to think it'll be Gru tomorrow night, despite the fact that he came in and had to play today. I mean, you know, somebody's got to start tomorrow. Got 
in my mind has to be Gru. How do you um, go back to Jones tomorrow? How do you can't. how do you do that? You can't. No, and you got to stick with the schedule too. Like you right. you don't want to blow that. Um, George uh, George Costanza here. My poor poor blood pressure. Go Kraken and go Gru. I know it's not a, not a great night for those of us that have to deal with that. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> um ben with the beating bjorky has been taking recently so happy he got the game winner grew so solid today too i mean bjorkstrand rj i mean do you think do you think it's possible that this season uh he could get up to a double digit shot uh shooting at percentage oh man i mean that that's a lot of complicated math to go over quickly but i think he's got a shot you know if he keeps finishing like he has and i, I talked to him too uh, mostly to talk about the the brad marsha and stuff and the slew but when the when the kraken were at home i did talk to him and um mm -hmm. i asked him about kind of being a volume shooter on a team that doesn't really have a lot of those and you know he said you know it's not like too different you know you don't have to adjust your play too much but he's like i just i just hope some of them start going in for me you could tell he felt like you know some of those were coming um and they have been so that's good yeah no it's it's all good uh, i'm i'm happy to see it from him and you know i saw people talking about it on twitter too him being paired you know as kind of like a natural shooter with a natural passer in wenberg I mean, this could be the start of like a really hot run. He could go on here for the next little bit for the crack. And I'm really looking forward to seeing it. Uh, Sean here with the big super chat as well. 22 for 22 getting two. can't believe we got him for peanuts. Enjoy the treats Afra. Thank you, Bjorky. Oh man. Afra's having dinner right now, but she will be up here in a little bit and we'll, we'll definitely take care of her for you. Uh, Sean, thank you very much for that super chat. Um, yeah, I mean, Bjorkstrand, I'm liking the numbers on these. I, I'm liking the numbers on these too. There, yeah, yeah, you know, I, all right, you know, maybe I can get on board with uh, Daniel Sprung after all. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. As, well, just hey, kidding. actually, we have 91. We have 91 viewers in here right now in chat. So there you go. Look at that! I'm so good. I don't even know it. Um, yeah, no, I, I'm loving Bjorkstrand. I've you, you all know this. I loved him before we got him. I've loved him all season long, despite the fact that he, he's had such a hard time getting goals. Uh, I just think he plays a fantastic game, and I'm not just saying that because he's an awesome former Portland winter hawk either. Um, <laughs> uh, all right, Lindsay, this one's this one's a good comment. Psst, Jared McCann has more goals than Austin Matthews this season. Just saying, confirmed right here. You know, they should have stuck with McCann and left Austin Matthews available in the expansion draft. There you go. With the benefit of hindsight, it's obvious. Yep. Uh, how about big hit Borgatron too? Yeah, I mean, outside of that one play where they just didn't cover anybody, <laughs> Borgat, I thought, played pretty well. Like, this wasn't necessarily a bad game for that pairing like we've seen them have bad games like it was just that one play and i got to think that was just a miscommunication like each one thought at any other at any time the other was going to go take care of that guy standing in front of grubauer and then they just got paralyzed by that yeah it's happened to us all you know you're walking down a hallway oh you know you got you this way you you know you got it it happens you know but that the hit from borgen was pretty nice i mean he uh hit what was it um I forget who it was, but hit him pretty well. Bron? No, who was it? Um, uh, I don't remember. Yeah. I was just too pumped up. I was just like, yeah. <laughs> Dina, that's who it was. Okay, yeah. Um, Tammy, I'm back from my trip to see the Kraken. I think we've lost every game I've been to, most recently Toronto. Sorry, guys. I only have one more this year, lol. You can talk to Ty on how to get through that situation. Uh, it's, it's an unfortunate <laughs> one too many Kraken fans have had to deal with. So you're not alone there. But, like, wow, it's, it is brutal. I feel bad for you, Tammy. You, you definitely don't deserve that. 
Um, Gru definitely brought this one home for us, though, from Ty Agreed. I mean, he had to make some pretty big saves there. And I do want to shout out also, like, Billy Huso. Like, mm -hmm. he had to weather a storm in net for the Red Wings, and he had to come up clutch for them a couple times, too. So I do got to I do gotta shout him out, because I do think he, he doesn't get talked about enough. Uh, and I like him. Uh, Sarah, who else feels like they just ran a mile? I think we can all get on board with that one, because I'm making so many crinkly packages here. All right, here we go. Just for, for oh. Sean. Oh, oh, my camera's stuck. After you got to come into frame to get your big come for you, Sean. Got a big frosted. Oh, look at that. I got a really nice big one. There we go. Uh, <laughs> thank you again one more time. And you guys oh, are so. really upgrading Afra's treat game. I mean, I this is, yeah, this is a big step up from the start of the season. Apologies that she took it to the other side of the bed. She's all like, oh, it's mine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Striatic almost got Waldman, but fought through it. That's right. I'm gonna put I'm gonna put that Wallman goal and the inability for them to to take care of that guy net front striatic squarely on your shoulders for talking up Wallman so much. They were afraid to get involved in the play because Wallman was there. Are, are you okay, by the way, Striatic? After that goal, I no. just I thought you would just like spontaneously combust <laughs> or something after that one. That's good, it's very true. Um Sergio, I'm happy the Red Wings can't be our divisional rival. Oh, I'm telling you. Um Let's see. Uh, Burnt Cram, when it goes to OT, you expect a loss with any elite finishers and then a power play. Yikes, we got out of there. Uh, yeah, and the power play, I mean, what did you think of the power play in overtime, RJ? Because I felt like they could have maybe been a little bit more aggressive with it. I agreed. I, I wasn't too thrilled with it. What was funny, though, is they showed the whiteboard the play they were drawing up yeah. on the broadcast. And so I zoomed and I could see the play they were going for it. They didn't do it right away because the face off didn't go cleanly their way, but they regrouped and they ran that play, uh, which was kind of cool to see just as a viewer watching it all come together and knowing what they were trying to do. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I mean, I think they were some, there were some better looks they could have created. It, it seemed to thrive more off of the chaos than what they were trying to do. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, it, it was okay. Good enough. I mean, you know, Bjorkstrand really just with the finish there helped. Yeah, that was that was a big time finish. And like, what a sick move to shoot like to the opposite side there too. Like knowing mm -hmm. that that would be opened up. Like that's somebody who did a little bit of homework on that goalie. Uh, Gary, thank you, Detroit, for the power plays late in the game. They gave us that game. Yeah, I mean, let's talk about it, RJ. Kraken, they got a power play goal. One for five, not great, but they got a power play goal in this one. Yeah, and two of those came right as penalties expired too. I mean, they're yeah. pretty pretty unlucky to be only one for five in that game. I mean, a couple very power play influenced goals, uh, yes. which is a reassuring sign to see, even if it doesn't it show up on the stat sheet. It is. I was very happy to see that for sure. Um, let's see. Uh, how many games now is that with five plus goals for the Kraken? A lot, Michael. It's a lot, <laughs> but not, but never enough. That's the, that's the real answer. It doesn't matter how many there've been. It's never enough uh lindsey schwartz with that failed sliding block looks like me on my beer league team playing most of the game with my backside on the ice lol oh man he got he got like like juked right out of his skates on that one rj i know i did that I one felt bad for him <laughs> it was it was rough but uh yeah uh gru's been playing well in front of a shaky defense for a while now i agree with that I, you know let's talk about the the larson dunn pairing because it's it is you know, been bubbling, right? Uh, that it hasn't mm. been great. Do you think that we'll see a change there? I mean, we've seen the other D pairs get shaken up. Do you think that Hackstall would ever split those guys up? No, not if they're healthy. I, I think he's going to ride it through thick and thin. Um, 
yeah, he, he likes that D pair. And, and I think they're going to get their game back together. I'm not too worried. You know, in the short term, you'd obviously like to be playing better, but they've got that chemistry. They know what the assignments are supposed to be. It's tough when you're on the road and you don't have kind of a, a practice to maybe reset. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I would be very surprised to see that D pair split up. Yeah. Okay. Um, I, I don't know. I think if you, uh, yeah, probably we won't see it, but if, if you were to do it now is the time, or maybe you wait until the first game back, but like now is the time to give it a, a shot to see if there's going to be chemistry with anything else, because you know, you don't want to wait really any much longer into a season to do something like that right. kind of drastic if you don't have to. So if, if they're going to do it kind of got to get on that Joshua, I still say ship out Jones, Susie and Sprong for some picks and maybe a good D man bring Drigger back up and Berkey will be back soon. And the three going out won't be missed. Just saying, um, it would be interesting. I, I, I don't know that right now Jones has any value is the no, problem. He doesn't, <laughs> especially when everyone knows your situation. I don't know that Sprong has really any value either. Unfortunately, given that nobody wanted him for anything over the off season, uh, Susie would still have value. You could still do that deal, especially with Magna in the, in the wings. But um, at, the D market is also pretty dried up at this point. Like everybody's gotten somebody that really needed or wanted somebody. I, th I think, uh, I think Ron Francis is going to have to just just ride this one out. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Yeah, Jones and Sprong don't have a whole lot of value, and especially too, if even if you moved out Jones, even if he had some value, Drieger's just not ready for the NHL right now. He's got to keep working through his recovery. Jones is your only viable backup right now. Yeah, I mean, I agree with you, Joshua, on the principle that like those are the you know like expendable pieces. Um, but yeah, I just, I just don't think that, uh, realistically it, it would be doable. Uh, Gregory with the lemon lime Gatorade time. I got you right here. I was pre-gaming too for the pre-gaming for the post game during the game. Is that possible? Is that something? Uh, pastor Canner scored <laughs> what is the, the game, but the pre-game for the post game. <laughs> exactly. Right. We all know that that's what's up. Uh, defense needs to tighten up. Ag agreed on that one. Um, let's see, uh, uh, where are we going here? Uh, so who starts tomorrow? Cause group played two full periods, including overtime for Madeira's so talked about it earlier. It's gotta be group hour still, uh, despite that. Yeah. Um, I mean, do you, a lot of people in this section of, of chat, RJ talking Gru should have started that game. Uh, Shana, yeah. I know I'm concerned about Jones. Any chance they trade him before the deadline just wave. No, we just talked about that. But yeah. You can, you can talk about starting Gru. Oh, well, I just I don't know how you go back to, to Jones right now. And it's tough, though, because we were just worrying about Grubauer potentially being burned out after that Toronto game. So you do have to be really careful with his workload here. But clearly they see it as, you know, I don't think they're worried enough about playing him again tomorrow because that yeah. had to have been the original plan You know, <laughs> when you start yeah. Jones here. So to bring Grubauer in halfway through this one, you've got to know that you're going to go right back to him the next day. Yeah. Uh, lots to talk about that. Sarah just turned the dogs of the deep calendar to March and it's Cheddar's month. And I guess McCann's as well. I think they're both feeling it. That is very true. I saw everybody mentioning that, bringing up that awesome picture of, of McCann and Cheddar. I, I love that. I love that he named them after the Brooklyn. Nine. <laughs> That's just so awesome. Um, and yeah, so far for McCann, this is off to a very good start. Oh yeah, for sure. I, on, on his month that uh, he knows Cheddar knows <laughs> it's yep, all Chet, planned out. They, Chet, that's why they moved it to March. Yep. They absolutely know. And, and again, we're in March, everybody. So things should be solid. Like it's only going to keep going up from here. Uh, if, if it doesn't, we blame Lindsay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, like guys, you are going to believe this. 
but we are 29th in the league in penalty kill. We're doing moving it. On up. Moving on up. We got this all day. This is that's that's where you're gonna be. At this rate, we'll be like 26 come the start of the playoffs. It's, it's not bad. It's not bad. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I should say it's bad, but it's not awful. Uh, <laughs> uh let's see. Hunter saying Gru needs to be the full-time starter from here on out. I think we'll see that. I mean, Gru was starting to look a little shaky there. But I just think at this point, in, certainly until Drieger gets back, and even then, you're not going to want to make him like a full-time starter. Uh, I just I just don't see how you can really go with Jones any more than you absolutely have to right now. Agreed. And and they went with him, with him one more game than they absolutely had to playing him in the St. Louis game. They got away with it. But I, I think they are living dangerously there now. Yep. Stratic, Jared McCann leading Elias Pettersson in goals scored. You love to see it. <laughs> And Austin Matthews. Uh, there's a lot of people, I think, behind him at this point. Uh, Tammy, more points for Maddie. I thought this was a really good showcase game for Maddie, despite all the chaos going on everywhere else in this one. I felt like this was a really solid game for Maddie. Picks up a couple points. That's nice for the Calder race. But more importantly, in a hockey town like Detroit, to show off his effort. Because like you look at the um, the Jaden Schwartz goal. That's that's Maddie. You know what I mean? Going into that corner. That it took effort just to turn around and go into that corner, then to win the battle in the corner and make a nice pass up to Everly, who could then find Jaden Schwartz. Like that was a lot of Maddie working on that goal. And like I said, Detroit is one of those like kind of key places. Like there's a lot of awards voters there. You know what I mean? And uh, I, I thought this was a really good game for him to kind of showcase what he's all about. Yeah, I'm glad you brought up the Schwartz goal. That was going to be the first thing I was going to to go into that corner and win that battle. And the Sorry. quick thinking, too. To, it's all right to get that puck to Jordan Eberle. I mean, hey, we both saw yeah. it. it. It jumped right off the page. And I'm sure anyone you know from Detroit there watching that game is going to see exactly what we saw. Uh, you know, The impressive effort there and the quick thinking from Matty Beneers to get that puck over to Eberle and, and eventually get it for the goal. Um, so, yeah, no, good game for him. And an important one, too, as they go on these road trips to original six towns, um, it seems like he turns it on. Yeah. Uh, so we're in this part of chat here, a lot of people wondering about like the time frame for Chris Drieger. Um, just in case anybody didn't hear it earlier, RJ said, and I agree with him, it would be late, late March, probably at the earliest. Uh, if things really went downhill or obviously if there was an injury for one of the two with the Kraken, things change. But uh, I, I agree that you're, you know, at least the third week of March, probably before you can start considering that. Um, Q Stealth, no Klingberg for the love of God. I mean, do you think that's that's kind of the one name still out there, RJ? It's the one name still attached to the crack, and I I don't really see it. I think that's just people trying to make something out of nothing. Uh, but you know, do you have thoughts on it? I mean, the Kraken did have interest in him reportedly this offseason, and that I do believe. I think they yeah. were sniffing around there. Uh, but he's had an absolutely awful season with the Ducks this year. Uh, and and there's also, again, just where do you put him? I feel like he's another guy like Megna. He plays very differently than Megna. But the situation being the same, where who does he slot into the top six for? I, who do you kick out of the top six? Is it, is it Will Borgen? It basically has to be. And yeah. you know, how much does that change your, your defense? You know, how does that, how different does that look with it? You know, Susie Klingberg D pair. I don't know, given how iffy is Klingberg, iffy Klingberg is defensively, it concerns me. And then if you're trading for him just to scratch him, was that worth it? I, I, <laughs> yeah. I don't think so. No, I, I don't I don't think it's gonna happen. I just don't see that can happen. He's playing better now in Anaheim. Like like you realize, oh wow, my my opportunity to escape is here. I gotta like give somebody a reason to help me out. Uh but uh yeah, I just I, I don't see how it would work for them. 
Um, really, the only thing you could say about him is he might be better than some some other guys on the Kraken right now at getting the puck out of the zone. But I don't know mm-hmm. that he'd be significantly better enough to give up an asset for him, enough to ch- you know take on the contract, all that kind of stuff. Figure out all the money that would have to go into it too. Like, it, I just don't think it would be worth it. He'd be Justin Schultz insurance. That's really what that's, it would be. Yeah, that's exactly what he would be. Yes. Uh guess we have to play a goalie back to back unless we get to quarter Drieger on a jet right now from Patrick. I mean, it just it has to happen, unfortunately. Um uh Q Stealth Jones around 75th in goals saved above expected. Man, he's fallen far. That is that is really rough. Like that I didn't realize it had gotten that bad. Uh I guess I mean this is this at what point do we call it a crack and curse rj <laughs> probably not year two <laughs> yeah i mean uh, on the discord today there were people talking about maybe it's a result of the systems and that hack stalls they they tend to not give up a lot of shots they look great in coursey terms but when they do give up something it's yeah. a really high danger chance and so it's going to make the goalie numbers look bad because i think someone mentioned that oh if there's a hack stall curse or no it's a francis curse i think they were saying with with goalies i don't know the way the team's constructed i don't know yeah, I it, I don't know. I I've just watching it. There's enough times like in this one where you, you just you can just visibly point out the like obvious mistake. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and it's not like a system mistake. It's not like a like oh wow we we're super aggressive and we only ever want one defenseman net front. Like no, it's like no, they just they end up that way on their own for some reason. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, 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 this team needs to hold each other accountable when they do dumb stuff from Daniel. I mean, do you think that that's part of the problem? I, I don't know. I think this team does an okay job with that. I just, I just don't think some of the lessons as we've talked about seem to really sink in. Right. And I'm mean, looking at the third period in this game, things improved. There they were did. long stretches where the pace was really high, like without a stoppage mm-hmm. and the puck was going on. a lot of chances to kind of get out of your positioning if you're not careful. And I thought the Kraken were much improved in that regard in the third. Um, just, yeah, it's got to happen sooner than that, of course, but uh, I, they're not bad at it. Just not great. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Harley uh, pointing out four players with multi-point games tonight. Canner, Ebbs, Maddie, and Schwartzy. But you all know this. But you know what? I We know it, but it's definitely worth bringing up because, RJ, top six right there showing up. Yep. Absolutely. And this is what we were kind of hoping for a few weeks ago when the top six was super quiet. And all of a sudden you're starting to see McCann catch fire, Bjorkstrand catch fire, Maddie Mm -hmm. catch fire. Um, You know, it's all happening at once. And, you know, sometimes it just catches up to where uh, you need it to be, even when the depth scoring dries up a little bit. I was going to say, throw uh, throw Bjorky in there, too, for for this one with the multi-point game. A multi-goal game from him and technically playing in the top six. So there we go. <laughs> That's all it took to wake up the top six was to get them all, all going there. Um, let's see. Jen, a uh, lovely photographer we have. I stand by my statement that Bjorkstrand is made of sunshine and kittens. I will second that. Absolutely. Um, yep. <laughs> let's see. Striatic, harsh sunshine and mean kittens. <laughs> Uh, let's see um uh carlos what's it like watching a team that can actually win close games i'm a sharks fan and everything hurts all the time 
The Sharks uh, just have this uncanny ability this season to blow close games. Uh, it's kind of become a bit of a parlor trick in the press bridge, honestly, where I'll turn the Sharks game on, they'll have a third period lead, and I'll be like to the guy next to me, hey, watch this, they're going to blow it. And just reliably, they do it every time. It's pretty fun, actually. Yeah, um, yeah it's it's bad. <laughs> yeah. But it's not. It's nice. It's nice following the Kraken. Um, Hockey Mom asking, who gets the hat tonight? This is this is a good one. Definitely need to talk about it. I mean, who are you giving the hat to? I want to give it to to Bjorkstrand, but then you know that seems like the too obvious of a pick, knowing how the Kraken do these things. Right. I mean, with the two goals. I mean, let, let's Tolvanen? think. Tolvanen, like Tolvanen, Tolvanen, like he kind of disappeared towards the end of the third, but I think it was just because he played his butt off in the first two periods. Yeah, I, I think I don't know. Maybe maybe Yanni. He had a fight. Yeah, but it was a minute into the game. Is that too right? Really Every, to everyone, what recency bias? Everyone's forgotten. I mean, <laughs> hey, he sure shut down Ernie there at the end when uh, <laughs> when Bjorkstrand gave him a tap. He's nope. He skated yeah. right away. Um, maybe Yanni. I, maybe Grubauer. I know he just had it, but that's pretty gutsy coming in cold and saving the team's bacon like that. Yeah. I could see any of those guys. Yeah, I, I could definitely see something like that. Jane Schwartz would be the other one because like he he draws that penalty in overtime. Uh, he, he was net front through a lot of this game, got that, that clutch goal there. Um, I, I could see Jaden Schwartz also, also being the guy, uh, Patrick mm-hmm. saying only a third of y'all have liked the stream, hit that button. Thank you. Patrick. Gotta hit the like button. Thank yeah, you Patrick, for reminding everyone. Thank you very much. Um, uh, Brendan, hello, Emerald city hockey and chat. How are we all doing this evening? Doing pretty good. Like uh, we got, we got two <laughs> points. Things are all still good. Heart it's rate all, calming all down good. a little bit. Yeah. We're, we're, we're coming around. Um, let's see strike. I've got the best possible outcome. Kraken win plus Wallman highlight. Other than if Francis had uh pride Wallman out of Detroit and he'd have done it for us instead of against. <laughs> a, there's a lot going on there. Shrek. I will say watching Wallman, even aside from that highlight, mm-hmm. he looked really impressive in this game. I've loved what oh, I've yeah. seen from him. Super underrated defenseman. Yeah, for, for sure. Um, let's see. Sergio, I missed a Burakovsky game like this would be what he likes. I agree with that. Like this is a game that, that Andre Burakovsky would have shown up in at some point. You know what I mean? That oh, he would have thrived nature. in this one. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's for sure. Especially that overtime, put him out there for that four on three overtime okay. power play. Bjorkstrand got the same job done, but y- you know, Berkey would have loved to be out there. That's what Daniel's asking next very next comment. Think that was our first OT winner without Berkey on the ice. Interesting. I'm going to go back and confirm that after this. I was going to say the last couple of games that have gone to overtime, they have lost. Um, That's that is an interesting one there, Daniel. I think you might be right. Uh, And Daniel also letting us know 13 and eight over the next 21 to get to to 100. I'm liking that every time that that number looks better and easier uh, to get to uh let's see it just seems like dunn has moments in games where his brain shut turns off you know what it was like that at the very beginning of the season and then he like got super hot and he played well for months and months and months on end got to think maybe it's just he's hitting kind of a mental wall and l players they hit that at some point but they always break through it you know what i mean like if that's all it is for vince dunn then he's not going to stay like this very long and yeah, as you mentioned, he is playing minutes like he has never played before in his career. He is a true workhorse. You know, Adam Larson, his D partners play in that way too, but at least he's got a couple, a season of experience last year, getting that all under his belt. I could see it being a wall like that for Dunn, but he'll bust through it. Yeah. Uh, Stratic asking, what about TVR? 
Uh, yeah, where do you stick them? What are we doing with them? Yeah, who, who do you take out of the lineup? What do you do? Yeah, and seriously, like, let us know, Stratic. If you have, like, an idea around it, feel free to throw it in chat here. Um, Harley, please, less pretty passes and shoot. Time is of the essence with puck possession. This and bunching up in front of the goalies, just bonkers. I mean, I like that they're they're finally starting to get a net front presence, and we saw it on a couple of these goals that it matters. I mean, we saw it for both teams, that if you get, if you get like, to just screen the goalie, it's a lot easier to score. Uh, so, you know, shout out to uh, Wenberg on that second McCann goal. I mean, that was all Wenberg doing a fantastic screen he had on goalie there. You look at the Jaden Schwartz goal. I mean, that's only by crashing the crease there. You get yourself in a position to score that goal. So I like that. And the Schwartz net front on the game winner. Yeah. That screen on Huso. Exactly. So I like that. Um, I like that the Kraken are kind of doing that consistently now and they're keeping it to only one of them. They're not bunching <laughs> up with like five of them. Um, but I agree. You don't need to go for the perfect pass all the time. I do think like, like we talked about earlier, certainly in like an overtime power play situation it's okay to just take shots like it, it's okay you know what i mean you can't shoot if you don't you can't score if you don't shoot <laughs> can't shoot if yeah, you certainly don't when you got the power play advantage you know three on three overtime you got to be a little careful with your shot selection but with the extra man you can you can fire away yeah you're probably not you know unless you really make a mistake you're probably not going to get killed in that situation so you can go ahead and let it fly and the bottom line is look the kraken have shooters they've got guys who can score bjorkstrand can score i know he hasn't done it a ton this year but he can mccann definitely can score so i'm i'm really feeling it uh for them i'm i'm with you on that one harley um let's see uh lindsey bjorky can't give the hat to himself he currently has it okay so scratch him off the list then for me yep and then uh, sheesh <laughs> can we figure out a way to trade for mitch marner that goal he just scored was filthy oh my gosh i'm a, could you imagine what a trade package for him would be i don't know maybe it'd be like the chicken thing you could just do it for a second round pick if you absorb the whole contract yeah i know they definitely want to get all that money out 11 million dollars for a winger i i'm always hesitant on um but yeah mitch marner's a heck of a player and I, who knows if the leafs crash and burn in the first round again you know maybe everybody's on the table at that point for whoever the next gm is then you could think about it yeah well it would definitely be a next gm we talked about that on the red glare podcast earlier uh you can check it out everybody it's part one of our trade deadline spectacular hour and a half and it's only part one we didn't even get through all the trades that have already happened much less what's going to happen tomorrow uh if you're interested the link to the patreon is uh down below um yeah it's 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 a crazy situation there putting you on the spot rj 11 million dollar winger who would you rather have mitch marner or pasta pasta not no question me too. Good answer. Good answer. <laughs> Gary, 65 points for Maddie's call for Matt, Maddie Calder Beneers this year. Uh, let's see where he's at. 65 points. But before at the beginning of the season, I would have said, absolutely. That's like what I would have expected. Certainly while he was hot through most of the season, uh, the two points tonight, get him to, to 44. That's going to be what, a stretch. 61 games in. Yeah. I don't, I don't know that he could, you'd have to, you'd have to be Pretty a point, near per, point game per game pace the rest of the way. Uh, is he capable of it? Yes. Do I think he'll do it? I think he'll probably come up short. I think 60 is, is more like where he might end up uh, stopping, but that's still this year, particularly should be enough for the Calder, especially because he, he back checks and he plays defense and does all that other stuff. And, you know, he, injuries have kind of helped him out along this way too, a little bit. Yeah, definitely. And even though he missed a couple games himself, he wasn't out for very long. So uh, yeah. that has helped him out in this race, but he should be able to lead the rookie scoring race. And that's the first thing anyone's going to look at. 
Yeah, Owen Power is heating up a little bit, and that scares me a little bit because <laughs> he's got the East Coast advantage, uh, and that's that's definitely something you have to worry about. Uh, Patrick, okay, I need to make dinner. See you all tomorrow. Thank you for joining us while you did, Patrick. We'll see you. Um, and then uh, uh, Burns Krim, uh, I feel like Francis is just trying to get to the playoffs as opposed to winning rounds. I can't see us getting out of round one with such poor face-off and inconsistent defense. I kind of agree with you, but I think that, again, this is one of those instances, and I said this so much last year, where it's just we got to trust the process with Ron Francis and trust that he's honest with us. You know, last year it was all the three to five years. This year he's he's being honest with us when he's like, look, we're, I'm not going to go make a big move at this point. You know what I mean? And I think that um, we just have to get back to Ron Francis has, has this sneaky way of just telling us exactly what's going to happen and all of us somehow ignoring it. But I think he still believes in the three to five year plan this is year two. I think this is this might even be a slightly ahead of schedule based off of what he was expecting after last year. Um, but I think just the idea of making the playoffs year two and then year three, you start competing, especially when you have a franchise cornerstone like a Matty Beneers playing as well as he already is in his career. I think that makes a lot of sense. And that's a very comfortable place for really anybody to be in. Yeah, that's the term I was going to use was ahead of schedule. And anyone who's been following along with us from the start of the season and what our expectations were at, uh, I think they know that the Kraken are ahead of schedule and kind of where this retool is and, and where this build is going. And I don't think Ron Francis has seen enough to really try and push that envelope, push that window. Uh, if you watch this game tonight, you know, you'll, you'll see the frustrating moments, maybe reasons not to believe that this team is a Stanley cup contender. Um, and that's okay. You know what? This team is what it is. They're going to get as far as they get. And I think if they get back to their game, like they were playing in January on that long road trip, they can go very, very far with who they have. It's just a matter of getting back to playing that way. And um, yeah, I, I don't think it's worth selling out the future for any kind of reinforcements. Yeah, agreed. I, I'm I'm right there with you, uh, Habak. With the Kings getting an actual goalie, who would be the best case first round matchup for us? I mean, it's a really tough situation, RJ. All these teams scare me. They all scare yeah. me. After loading up, they they all scare me. I mean, heck, even the Oilers, as fundamentally flawed as I said they are, uh, with with Ekholm there to play some defense too, and and um, you know, bringing a depth center in Bukestad, getting a little bit better, and then of course McDavid just able to take over games. They scare me. Vegas always scared me. Mm -hmm. um, I I don't I don't know. <laughs> I know I would have I you know because I'm with you before this situation with the Kings getting a netminder, I would have probably said LA. I think I think we've matched up really well against LA all season long. Uh, we've we've kind of had their number. We play them we play them well. Uh, they they don't they're never able to get going what they want to get going when we play them. And I think that's a really big deal when you start talking about a seven game series. But uh, I, uh, yeah, I mean they're bringing in a goalie who I mean we talked about earlier, RJ. I think he's a bigger piece of that trade even over Gavrikov because like. You're talking 8.4 goals saved above expected in only 28 games. I mean, that is so the opposite of what the Kings have had all year long. Yeah, it really is. And, and we've seen Corpusalo steal a playoff series in the past, even though it was a little while ago in the bubble. But man, I, they they scare me now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this one from Edward was waiting at a bus stop during overtime ambulance went by siren full blare. Next thing I was able to hear on the radio broadcast was Bjorky's game winner. Usually the siren comes after the goal. Yes. <laughs> Traditionally. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Yeah. Uh, I want the Oilers in the first round maximum shock value to hockey world. If we win from striatic there. 
that's that's a good point. Like if you want to make a splash, you might as well go after the biggest fish, and that would be the team with McDavid on it. Yeah, you know, all the eyes would be on that series. Absolutely. Um, so there, there's definitely a value in that, especially if you're feeling like, yeah, we're just going to do what we do anyway. Um, and he's following it up. Plus, I don't want to play Vegas or LA in first round because I want them playing each other. I mean, they would beat. I mean, who doesn't at this? They point? would beat the crud out of each other in the first round series. I think we would all want that. And then obviously you got the Jonathan Quick stuff going on, too. Like that would be a lot. Um Let's see, uh, Joey. I hope no moves unless we get a good deal for Susie. Don't give up our draft capital. Uh, agreed. Um, let's see, Lindsay. But just think about the narrative. If the Kraken get out of the first round and Toronto doesn't, always be thinking, how does this affect the Leafs? Always the most important question there. I, I thought you might be going a different direction with everybody loading up in the Kraken, potentially standing pat. The narrative there of like, Look, you don't need to make these big additions. Mm -hmm. I think that would also be pretty cool if the crack could get past some of these teams that gave up major draft capital to kind of tie it back into the last comment. Um, you know, that that might be pretty interesting. That would be a heck of a narrative, too, and one that would not endear Ron Francis to a lot of other general managers. <laughs> Good luck getting a deal done after that. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of Ron Francis, we are getting him tomorrow right after the deadline. So uh, we'll have okay. a media availability with Ron Francis. Uh, if anyone wants to throw in chat, any questions for him, can't, you know, can't guarantee they'll get asked, but yeah. Uh, yeah. If anyone's got any thoughts there. Yeah, that, that should be an interesting one. Um, let's see. Uh, I'm certainly saying, I don't think people should be getting greedy slash impatient about playoffs. I understand the impulse, but geez, it's only year two. I know, but we're right there. We've been playing so well all season. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> it's exciting playoff hockey so exciting uh yeah. but i i understand where you're coming from uh i think i think the only reason at this point that i feel like it's important is only because the kraken have been in a playoff spot virtually all season from like november on and that if you miss particularly in a year where you know of the teams that are competitive in the west only one of them is in a spot to miss it I think you just don't want the narrative to be you blew it. You couldn't handle it down the stretch and you were the odd man out. I think that's right. the one. I think that's a situation that's worse than potentially being a little like, yeah, playoffs, you know, getting a little greedy for the playoffs. Even that's now, after concern. a bit of a rough, rough stretch, the Kraken are still at what? 91.3% on the money puck odds to make the playoffs. Yeah. I think you got to understand the amount of losing against bad teams they're going to have to do to miss it yeah. would feel pretty bad over the final month and a half. Right. And I, and that's when you st also start thinking like that, is that kind of the, something that could cost hacks to all the job, all those other ramifications for it. So I don't know. I'm, I'm all for the playoffs. It, playoff hockey is just fun. I want to cover it. Never been able to do that before. I just, I don't know. I'm excited, but maybe that's for selfish reasons. Julius letting us know Canner got the hat. So they went with uh, kind of the obvious choice. This one. Interesting. Or, All right. or I should say Bjorkstrand went with the obvious choice. Mm. Gotta gotta deflect from his own two goals to, onto someone else who got two goals. I was gonna say I I'm terrible at math. I don't know what kind of chart or or graph or whatever it would need to be to track who got the hat and then who they gave it to, like most to see if there's any like sort of like friendship plays going on here. Like so-and-so just disproportionately always gives it to so-and-so something like That's that. That's a good off season project for me. Just saying, I think there's, I think there could be something there if anybody wants to, wants to get on that. Um, Kyle, the season feels like finding $20 in your pocket. A trade feels like buying a lotto ticket with that $20. <laughs> Well said. <laughs> oh, I love that. I'm going to take a picture of that one because that is that is absolutely fantastic, Kyle. Very well done. 
Uh, very well done on that one. Um, uh, let's see. Burnt Cram, anything for Susie is a good deal as he's not back next year. Uh, hopefully. I mean, I don't know about hopefully, but I, I don't think he'll be back next year. Uh, he's going to be a UFA. I, I just don't see the Kraken being able to realistically probably match the number he's going to want and or feel like they have a spot for him with guys like Riker Evans coming up. Exactly. You don't want to box Evans out of the lineup. Yeah. Um, Stradix as saying straight up, ask Ron why he passed on Chikrin. <laughs> you gotta Dude, have a RJ. little bit more. <laughs> you gotta have a little more finesse than that. Um, that, that would be something though. Just straight up that first question. Why'd you pass upon Chikrin? <laughs> See Stradix, you messed up because you didn't start it off with, I double dog dare you. Mm, there you <laughs> go. That that's what it would have taken. Now. Well, I got it. Uh, hey, Ron, I double dog dare you to answer why you didn't <laughs> why you passed on Chikrin. <laughs> that would have been fantastic. Uh, absurdly say, don't get me wrong. I'd love to see us win it all. I just don't think we should be acting like not getting out of round one is some sort of failure. All right, that I'll agree with you with. Yes. I don't think round one lost. I'm fine with that. Maybe you know a sweep would be bad, but I'm totally fine not getting out of round one. I just think the only thing that would that would be bad is if we just blow it down the stretch. Like that's the, yeah, that's missing the, the playoffs would, would be the point. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Bert Krem, if they miss the playoffs now, the letdown would be so huge. Something would change from ownership. They just, they don't just want hockey. They want winning hockey. I agree with that. Uh, and then Sean, when it comes to Chikrin, I think our first likely being quite a bit later than Ottawa had to have something to do with it. I agree, but then I don't know. There's creative things that either general manager in that scenario could do. And I just felt like from Arizona, they weren't open to anything like that. Right. Bill Armstrong, the Coyotes GM, basically said as much. He said that was a yeah. big part of the deal was the fact that Ottawa was able to offer a higher first round pick than any other team. So that would make it tougher on the Kraken. But you have other assets that can equal the value that you could probably trade to move up if you really wanted to. There are creative ways to get around that if you're committed to making a deal. And mm -hmm. I don't think Francis was entirely committed to doing that. Yeah, I, I agree. It would be a lot of work to to then try to get the deal done they, which there's no guarantee that they would still do the deal with you so like i understand francis not wanting to do it and then it would be you know you could do that and make some sort of package to to bill armstrong and then put armstrong in the situation where then he would have to trade up but again like if you're bill armstrong do you want to do that you're just like yeah. no just give me what i want <laughs> it's like it's like you know here I, i'm i'm giving you this 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 thing but also like here's homework <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, congrats. It's the end of the school day. Here's a brownie. Also, here's a bunch of homework you have to go and do. And it's the last day of school or something. It's like, why would you do that? Um, Stratic, now you got a triple dog, Ron, if you uh, expect an answer. Yeah. Even then, it'd be tough. He's he's pretty tough. Yeah. All right. Uh, quick last call for everybody. But RJ, looking ahead to tomorrow, playing Columbus, they've got some scary guys on that team. You know, they got a Johnny Hockey. They got a Patrick Line. I don't even know who's healthy right now for them because it seems to change daily which half of the roster is healthy and which half isn't. Um, but they do have some scary guys on that on that team. Um, I mean, what what do you what should you expect? They played us tough earlier when we played them. Yeah, that game stayed close for for longer than it should have. A lot of that was Elvis Merzlikin standing on his head. Um, I expect another Kraken win. It's just whether it comes ugly like this one or or maybe a little prettier. The talent imbalance is just too great. I I, I the Kraken would have to do a lot to blow that game. Um, yeah. As I felt the case was tonight, they almost did enough. But mm -hmm. I, I just I see them taking care of business. 
I, yeah, I can't I was, be confident at this point they'll do it in a in a good looking way, but I think they will take care of business. I'm I'm with you there. I think that's very understandable. Everybody's probably in the same boat. But yeah, the depth, particularly up front, it's just it's so heavily in the Kraken's favor in this matchup. And uh looking at it, it looks like the two biggies still out for them is Jake Bean and Zach Rowensky on the blue line for them. So um yeah, you know, there's there's some dangerous guys. We get to we get we all get to, to watch my boy Boone Jenner a little bit. <laughs> so we got that to look forward to everybody. Um but yeah it's it's gonna be it should be an okay one for him. Uh let's see uh Wendy ask Ron about getting some contracts done before the offseason stratic uh saying great question. I'd love to know that. So yeah, you know if 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 he's had any talks with maybe a Vince Dunn or anything or if or if the players have kind of shut that down. Uh, I think that yeah, would that's definitely, de- definitely something. something I, I plan on asking to get into, you know, the, the UFAs and RFAs where the, those negotiations are at. Yeah. Uh, and then, oh, especially like if it's a, if it's like a quiet deadline for them, it's like, you know, where were you using that time to then talk yeah. to them? Yeah. <laughs> you know, where, where were you uh, on March the 3rd? Where were you? It's like, well, here, uh, uh, are we ever going to see Decord being a number two or a one? It's an interesting question. Probably better for like a, a, a more of an answer in a deep dive, but mm-hmm. I I just I don't know that it'll work in this Kraken organization, RJ. Yeah, I, I just don't know that a gap's going to open up for him. And it's tough when you turn 27 by the time next season starts. You know, you're looking at at really in the thick of your prime there. If you're not having a chance at the NHL level, it's going to be really hard. Yeah, uh, it's it's definitely rough. Uh, they need points tomorrow. Colorado is hot on Sunday. Uh, yeah, I mean, Colorado is like on fire. It's almost like they're a good team that could like win a cup or something. They're <laughs> <laughs> playing so well right now. Uh, CR Bud Dylan, I just think you like saying Boone Jenner. I do. Boone. Like it's fun. You just go boom. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can enjoy that plenty I tomorrow. I know. I'm going to have a good time with it. Um, uh, Daniel, especially in a city with the Mariners, we don't want to blow the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, good point. Very, very good point. Very, very good point. Uh, but I don't think it's going to happen. This Kraken team is playing well. Pick up the two points today, just like they did earlier in the week. Kicking off March, new month. It's supposed to be a good month. And so far, it looks like a pretty good month for them as well. Got that Columbus game tomorrow. Same start time, right? It's 4 o'clock game. So we'll yep. be back here doing post game roughly the same time. Hopefully it doesn't have to go to overtime. We can just take care of it regulation. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm loving all that good stuff. Thank you everybody for joining us. Thanks to everybody who dropped a super chat in this one. It was awesome for all that. Good to see you again, Brian, by the way. Uh, one last time there. Thank you one more time to Queen Anne Beer Hall for sponsoring the, these post game lives again, everybody. Feel free to go check out a game, the game tomorrow night there. It's always a fantastic place to watch the game. Always have a fantastic time there. Uh, Thanks, everybody, for joining us. And we will see you all tomorrow after that Columbus game.